0: Ephesians 6 10 through 18 it says the final word be strong on the Lord and in his mighty power put on all of God's armor so that you'll be able to stand firm against all strategies of the devil because he's strategizing all day long if you don't think he's strategizing against you it's because you are completely blind um, next verse says for we are not fighting against flesh and blood enemies but against number one evil rulers number two Authorities of the unseen world number three against mighty powers in this dark world and number four against the evil spirit in the heavenly places That is the four top classes of demonic spirits um, That are trying to overtake this world so Those are the four classes of evil spirits that you fight against um, Unfortunately the church has been reading that scripture for years and very few know what that means um, you know, to the degree of your eyesight being open and your maturity, you'll begin to see that. Now, you can just walk in Walmart, you can see it clearly. I mean, no, Walmart is not a haven for demons. It's just, no matter where you go, you know, you, I, for me now, it's difficult for me to watch anything on TV because you see the reality of it. And the Bible says that Satan deceives the whole world, so even someone like me operates in a certain measure of deception. I'm all, you're, well, we got to remember this from sun up to sundown, you're always being deceived. You'll always be asking, the Lord, what is going on, what is going on, what is going on? Okay. So it says, therefore, put on every piece of God's armor so you'll be able to resist the enemy in the time of evil. Then after battle you'll be still standing firm. Stand your ground, putting on the belt of truth, the body armor of God's righteousness. For shoes put on the peace that comes from the good news so that you'll be fully prepared. In addition, all of these hold up the shield of faith to stop the fiery arrows of the devil. Put on salvation as your helmet, take the sword of the spirit, which is the word of God. And pray in the spirit at all times and on every occasion. Stay alert and be persistent in your prayers for believers everywhere. This has been our foundational scripture. We've been doing this series on demonology, witchcraft, paranormal, and the occult. And so uh, the more we go along, uh, the Lord will reveal certain things to me. And so uh, this morning, this is going to sound strange, we're going to listen to a demon talk for about 25 minutes. Um, as you know, we do inner healing and deliverance at this church. It's unfortunate that most don't, but hopefully some will as a result of what we do. And uh, the Bible says, "Provoke each other to good works." So what you see in this video is what we uh, when you hear uh, we do a lot of it. <laughs> okay, uh, typically, you know, uh, when we do inner healing and deliverance sessions, I got to keep saying this because of where people came from. Inner healing is a process of, I'll use my own language, is the process of removing all of the trauma and the hurts that you received up until that point. The deliverance portion is casting out any demon that may be there. That's not always the case. But if it is, then we deal with it. Some are very mild, all the way up to the very, very extreme. You know, and so, uh, um, and so we do that on purpose um, we usually have up to four sessions every weekend during that here Wednesday night It seems to happen at the end of the service Sunday night is uh, Sunday other location is just buck wild just folks just be getting up <laughs> It's crazy my wife It's so hilarious because if somebody gets up I Know oh here they go and then they come and get my wife She's sitting on the front row and I was like oh here it goes and so uh, and we don't mean it to be making fun of it It's just that it's just funny and so so what you see in this video um, we, as much as possible, have kept it out of the service so that people won't be afraid because they didn't see Dracula movies and all of that. There have been times we were forced to do it in the service, and many of you, if not all of you, almost have seen that. So this is, but this particular one is not one that we have run into yet. And so, uh, so I'll mention that in a second. And so First um, um, Samuel 16, 14 through 18 is what we talked about this weekend. It's the reason why I'm bringing this up. It says, Now the spirit of the Lord had left Saul, and the Lord sent a tormenting spirit to filled him with depression and fear. Some of Saul's servants said to him, A tormenting spirit from God is troubling you. Let's find a good musician to play the harp, and whenever the tormenting spirit troubles you, he will play soothing music, and you will soon be well again. Even back then, they knew that music could attract a demon or get rid of one. All right, Saul said, Find me someone who plays well and bring him here. One of the servants said to Saul, One of Jesse's sons from Bethlehem is a talented harp player. And then the rest of this is what should be the confession of every single man. Not only that, he is a brave warrior. He ain't scared. It's amazing how many men are scared nowadays. Women all buck wild, ready to take on Lucifer and God. The men hiding. Okay, Uh, He's not scared. He's a brave warrior. He's a man of war and has good judgment. He is also a fine looking young man. So he takes care of himself. He doesn't look raggedy. And the Lord is with him. Sometimes the last thing is the most important thing. OK, so in 1 Samuel 16, 23, it says whenever the, the tormenting spirit from God troubled Saul, David would play the harp and then Saul would fear better and the tormenting spirit would go away. We talked about last weekend that if music can make an unclean and tormenting spirit leave, it can make them come. i are going to read this again. Although the main purpose of music is to worship God, Scripture does not restrict us to only listening to Christian music. There's really no such thing problem is that most mainstream secular music is satanic and promotes things that God hates. That's the problem. Now there are millions of songs out there but what's played is the trash. And there are many Christians. I understand the world is supposed to be ignorant. But there are many Christians that they, uh, they think it's okay to listen to all this rap music, this rock and roll music, some of this R&B, all these different styles. And it's not so much the tune as it much is the words. Uh, some of the music is so good, you're willing to listen to the corrupt language in order to listen to the sound. And so we said that music should always pass the Philippians test. Last scripture, and then we'll jump into this. Philippians 4.8. It says, and now, dear brothers and sisters, one final thing. Fix your thoughts on what is true and honorable. If the music, the words are you listening to, are they honorable? Right, pure, lovely, and admirable. Think about these things that are excellent and worthy of praise. I have a rule, and that is, if what's in the lyrics, I can't teach my children as life principles, I shouldn't be listening to the music. Now, I know that's the convicting for some because some people are high level and some people will always be low level. They always want to see how far they can go. What can I get away with? I'm trying to see what I can get from heaven, not how what I can get away with on planet Earth. all know what I'm saying. OK, so we talked about that. <clears throat> and uh, and so um, uh, we talked about how dangerous music is. Now, we've had a couple of experiences that I won't go into detail with in regards to how demonic music is. Whatever you think it is, it's a thousand times worse. And so, um, and unfortunately, I, as a preacher, and as a Christian, as a brother, whatever, friend, I can tell people that, but they just don't get it sometimes. So what I'm going to let you do is I'm going to let you hear it straight from a demon's mouth, a man in whom they cast casting a demon out of. And the demon begins to explain what they are doing with the music, how it twists your soul and your spirit. And it opens, and, and, and what one of the things the demon says is, is that in order for us to get on inside of you, we are halfway there with the music you listen to. Halfway. And so they're going to share some very, very alarming things. Now, we've heard a lot of this before in different areas. I mean, the things that these uh, um, that these creatures say when we cast them out, it's sometimes just unreal. I mean, the things that you hear. And so let me bring out a couple of things. And I I did, I didn't. got the video at the last minute. So I, I hope the quality is good. <laughs> but there should be a uh, subtitles at the bottom, hopefully. But let me tell you something. Me, sometimes the greatest treasures are in the midst of charcoal. There are some people that they'll look at a video, and because it's not HD, they turn it off. If I can't see it, I'm listening. Sometimes, y'all you got to concentrate. This ain't the time for you to be reading your Bible during the service and praying in tongues during the service and checking your Facebook messages. This ain't the time for that. This is the time for you to pay attention and listen to what this thing is saying, even if you can't see it that well in the subtitles at the bottom. Um, And you'll take it serious or you won't. Let me bring out a couple of things to help bring you up to speed. Uh, The man who they're casting the demon out of Uh, He has four demons one is named Morpheus one is named Leo one is named Adder and one is called the god of dreams I personally have run into the demon called the god of dreams, and it's not just one. It's many Okay, I personally have run into the god of dreams. They don't have the ability to give you a dream They have the ability to put you in a trance So like this one guy that when the demon put him in this trance He said he could still see and he said he saw that he was walking down a path But what he didn't know he was walking down the middle of the freeway so they have the ability to put you in a trance where you, you think you're doing one thing, but you're actually doing another. Okay. So um, 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 now uh, when this young man was younger, um, the, 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 the demon will say that the reason why they came after him, they said when he was younger, he served God passionately, passionately, so much so he was doing too much damage to our kingdom. He was faithful, he worshipped, he sang in the choir, all of that. So when he went to college, they orchestrated a plan for him to meet an occultist, and the occultist introduced the guy to drugs, and that sent him down the path. He said he was smoking a bag of marijuana a day, amongst four other things. Um, um, you will hear how many times they tried to kill him, and it was stopped by the prayers of his mother, which they couldn't stand. The whole experience is something mysterious, because you will hear the demons say, out of the man, and you can tell, you will hear the demon and say, I know. You, uh, you know, um, I always use the Wonder Woman role. Most of y'all have watched Wonder Woman, right? And you know how she would throw that lasso around you and, and, and you knew you didn't want to tell the truth, but you were forced to tell the truth. Or you see movies where they give a person truth serum and it's interesting in these movies they give the person the truth serum and the person knows that they're telling you the truth they know they don't want to tell you the truth but the truth serum is making them tell the truth well this demon says i'm under some power that is forcing me to tell you what i do not want to tell you so he says so i'm going to go ahead and speak um when he refers to the righteous one he's talking about jesus so when every time he says the righteous one. They're talking about Jesus. Y'all looking like, what are you getting ready to show us? Hey, this ain't this this ain't your grandmama's church. Now, if you want to hear it down through the years, you can go on down to the street. <laughs> Nothing disrespectful about it. I'm just saying. Okay, um, he will tell you what the music is doing to your mind and body, including the hand signals that the masses are using in concerts. That allows them to enter bodies. When he was asked, how many have you all possessed? He said, You can't count that high. He actually said the word zillions. Now you have to be careful with when 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 they speak from that realm, they know math on a higher level than you do. Hey, they know things thing as zillions. They just under the rest you say stupid stuff sometimes. They said the music is twisting your mind and soul, causes you not to, he said the music you listen to is what causes you to not read the word and study the word, causes you not to spend time in prayer, and what causes you to not be in the house of God consistently. And they said the music then is influencing you whether you want to or not, it's influencing you to have sex, to be at bars, at nightclubs, and to operate in sexual perversion and any type of sin. He'll tell you that the worldly songs, he said, now this is very important. He said, before the worldly songs are released, he said, we have demonic worshipers who meet in secret chambers all over the world that are undisclosed to the masses. He said, the worshipers do evil prayers and incantations over the music and it programs the music. And when the people listen to the music, the program opens up on the inside of you. And he says, you are halfway there to being demon-possessed. Now, people th- see demon possession as, ooh, them scary movies. No. There there are more people that have unclean spirits than don't, because you keep looking at it on TV. But, but you can usually tell if a person has had trauma in the past, um, uh, parents, molest, rape. Uh, jealousy, envy, anger, if they're smoking cigarettes, marijuana, drugs, if you listen to the music, these are all signs that you already got it. They're not looking to be exposed, they're looking to stay there and that's why you keep going in circles or all around the same circle again and you have no forward movement because this thing is locking down your destiny. Because this thing brought out, they said, we made sure he couldn't get a job. Something very interesting that they said, I'm just giving you the homework so that as I'm putting it in your ear, you'll be able to follow it easier. Um... He said, it's a process. And he said something that was interesting. He said, for most, it doesn't happen immediately. He said, when they start listening, you need some. Oh, cool, thank you. He said, it doesn't happen immediately when you start listening to the music. He said, the music starts the process, leads you and opens you up more and more and more. And he said, the music leads you to a catalyst. Many people may not understand that word. He said, when you operate in the catalyst, he said, then what the music does it, the catalyst speeds it up okay? so some of the catalysts that he mentioned were drinking smoking drugs sex all of that type of stuff um, I'm not, I don't want to get over into that they end up revealing um, something about the antichrist living amongst us already and that uh, they have plans to uh, they had they keep trying to they keep trying to find people that can work closely with the antichrist put it that way who he says is already here, <laughs> which I knew that. Uh, they also exposed that they are the force behind the Church of Satan, the Illuminati, and the Ku Klux Klan. So you keep looking at skin color, it ain't spiritual. They also mentioned some cult, I had never heard of this, it was the Reformation to the third degree higher power, or something crazy. Uh, they, they revealed that they were the ones who killed all of his other siblings. And they said, uh, and so you hear all of this, when the man of God finally has heard enough, he casts a demon out of the man. And the man gets up and has no idea where he was and how he got there. And uh, and then he does something that I, I don't particularly like. The, a lot of the African ministers, they do this. We don't do this. But but because they know that, because let me say this, that thing can be on, you on the in, in, inside of you for 30 years and you'll never know it. And and once, once we... We, if we lay hands on you and we call that thing up within two minutes, your whole personality has changed. We do it all the time, and and so, but doing that, and and so we've done it where we ministered to people and took five, six hours to cast demons out. When it was done, they didn't even know where they were. The last lady, no, not that lady, the lady before that lady, <laughs> at the Sunday location, she went to the altar to rededicate her life to Christ, and Albert couldn't even get her through the prayer, and them things manifested. We had to take her over to the other side. That turned into like I think an hour and a half, two hours. Was a divine two-hour process. And so we let three other, four other congregation members practice, and we just kind of let them. God and my wife last Sunday, she let another team come in practice on the other lady, and um, and um, so it's very, very interesting because when the lady woke up, because she was a first-time visitor, she became very alarmed because all she knows she's in another room, don't know where her kids are, and she's looking at four people staring at her. She freaked out. And so when this happens is is that three things happen. The person says they were locked in a dark place, chained, or they're standing on the outside of their body looking at themselves, behave this way, and they can't figure out why. And in many cases, the person is blacked out. We've had people that we minister to and they blacked out for three weeks. Didn't know where they were for three weeks. Wake up. So all these. What what, I mean, it's, it's crazy. That's why Jesus dealt with it. And Jesus said, I dealt with it all day. The disciples dealt with it all day. Okay, actually dealt with it all day. He said, at the end of time, you're going to deal with it all day. He said, but it'll be even crazier, and it'll be the worst type. Yet, now when we opened up, Ron told me, he was in the car. He said, you know, you opened up a can of worms. I said, yeah, we opened up a can of worms, caterpillars, ladybugs, lizards. And so we opened up this can of worms." and folk calling us like crazy. They're like, finally a church that believes this. We did minister people in other countries. And uh, because if it's something, never mind. Some people, as the scripture says, love darkness. And there are some people that the, these creatures give them certain powers to manipulate so they don't want to get rid of them. And then some people are just afraid. They're like, you mean to tell me I got something on the side of me? Yeah. And it's crazy how many people Jesus ministered to do, half of them were children. Do you know the majority of people that got this, they got it when they were a child. And the thing is staying on you and on this side forever. You just can't figure out. I just can't figure out. I just can't figure out. So understand, as we explain it more, people are now more open when they realize it ain't just us holding them up against the wall, you know, by their neck. But one of the things that we're going to start doing in the future is when we minister this way, we're going to have GoPro cameras. Because when the people are able to look back, they can't believe that that's them. They just can't believe it. So at the end... I'm talking too long. You're going to see this guy play this game with him and say, you said you were such-and-such. you going to say, no, I didn't. He said, and you said you were such-and-such. He's like, no, I didn't. And the guy thinks he's in a movie theater part of a play. So it freaks him out. So you shouldn't play with people like that, okay? I mean, Africans be going too far with their stuff sometimes. Okay? See, already. Uh-huh. So we're going to play this, and I want you to pay attention and, um, and you will see, this is what we do on a regular basis, you will also see raw authority. Whenever time the demon said no. Now, oh, by the way, I forgot to tell y'all this. And y'all remember about the group I said I studied with, under, not physically, but mentored myself under, called the Three Wise Men. And y'all remember them? It's these dudes over in Africa, I think it's Nigeria, they're called the Three Wise Men. And, um, and it's like, and they usually wear white. <laughs> these dudes are off the chain. And so this one guy that is the ministry, he is one of those what people call the three wise men because the level that they operate in. And so it's really, really simple. You're going to hear the, never mind. Let me just play the dog on video. Y'all ready? Now they're going to dim the lights down. Go ahead and dim them all the way down so that y'all can, I don't need there to be any light on that screen so that they can see. We'll give you enough room like they do in the theater to see yourself to the bathroom and ask for some popcorn. So we'll just watch this for the next 20 minutes and you pay attention to it. The marching of Jesus. Fire ah. Ah. the marching of Jesus Christ. Who are you touching the veil? Who are you? <laughs>